You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, so before we start the podcast, I want to make sure that you know this episode with Rini was fantastic, but there were some audio hiccups and mishaps in there. There's somewhat of like a little bit static out here and there and a little bit of like weird skips so if you hear that know that no it's not your phone for some reason the audio just came out that way but there's so much goodness in here I had to get it to you so stay tuned listen to the amazingness and just bear with episode for the audio parts because trust me this is a good one Hey guys, today we have on Rini Fry, also known as Own It Babe Online, and she is an online educator, body image coach, and podcast host, and her online courses teach women how to overcome disordered eating, chronic dieting, and body image issues. Her mission is to empower women through an anti-diet and self-love approach and help them live a free, happy, and healthy life full of purpose. Welcome to the show, Rini. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited to get into this because I think it's going to be a really great episode for not only every female, but just like every person in general to hear this. Aw, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so kind. So I love to begin this show kind of with the beginning of your journey and then end with the present and future. So I'd love for you to tell the audience and me just a little bit about how you grew up and kind of what led you to wanting to go down this path. Yeah, for sure. So how I went down this path was actually really organic and not planned at all. Um, but I'll just take you back to uh, my childhood, I guess. So I grew up in Europe, in Germany. My family is Greek and uh, very traditional. So it's quite funny, actually, when I talk to them now about what I do, they still don't quite understand what an online business is. Um, but, you know, grew up in a very traditional religious family. And I kind of always thought, you know, life's about going to school and then university and then, you know, starting a corporate job and doing that for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't pan out this way for me, which now I'm so happy it didn't because I'm just not a person that can sit in an office all day and, you know, work for somebody that I'm maybe not 100% aligned with. So finished high school, started university. I was going to become a teacher, actually. And about a year into university, I just, I couldn't do it. I just started doubting myself. I had this pull almost to just quit everything and to just go travel and just get away for a bit to actually understand what I want to do with my life. Because, you know, as a 20 year old, I had no idea what I wanted for the rest of my life. It's a very loaded question. So I actually ended up doing that. So I quit university, packed my bags and went off to Australia. And I just planned on going there for a couple months to just get away. But I actually ended up staying two years. <laughs> I just <laughs> did some traveling and lived there and worked there for a little bit. But I knew it wasn't something that I was going to do for the rest of my life. So in Australia, I met my husband who's from Canada, which mm -hmm. is why I now live 
live here. So I moved to Canada for love. So long story short, uh, we started dating in Australia and did the long distance thing after that for a while. I was in Europe, he was here. And a few years ago, I finally took the step and moved here. So um, in between all that time where we had the long distance, I ended up going back to university. So I went to fashion school, which mm. also has nothing to do with what I do now. <laughs> but I just thought still, you know, growing up in that traditional family, I had to get a degree in university and then kind of just take that path. So I identify it with fashion. So I took fashion and business in university, graduated, moved to Canada, and I couldn't find a job here because it was really difficult for somebody from Europe to get a work visa and to mm. actually, you know, find a job in the corporate world here. So uh, I spent a few months just, you know, filing in all the applications. I had a few interviews. I couldn't get the job. And that is when my business was actually born, which mm. back then it wasn't really a business. So I was quite bored, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do. So uh, at the time, I was going through a really hard time with food and my body image. And I just felt like, you know, I need to share this with people. I felt really lonely here, having just moved from Europe and not really having a community here. So I just, you know, told myself, well, I'll just start a blog. It'll keep me busy. And hopefully I'll, you know, be able to find a community on line that I can talk to about my struggles and about my healing journey. So I uh, started my blog and I didn't really know what I was doing. It was, um, I think it was in June 2017. So not that long ago, about a year and a bit ago, started blogging, started my Instagram, no idea where I was going with it. I just started sharing bits and pieces about my journey when it came to my eating disorder in the past and my body image issues and how I'm trying to find acceptance and peace with food and my body. And um, over time, my Instagram and blog just started growing, I guess, once I really zoomed into who I'm talking to and why I share this message and who I want to reach, right? It mm -hmm. just people started resonating with that. So after a few months of growing my Instagram and my blog, people started reaching out and asking if I offer any additional services where I would dive deeper into all of these things. So um, about a year ago, I think I started thinking about creating my first online course. So mm. I started digging into what that means to create an online course <laughs> and how to go about all that, not just when it comes to, you know, writing copy and recording lessons online and things like that, but especially how to, you know, get the message across that this course will really help people that are struggling with the things that I used to struggle. So, um, you know, in the past year, I got really into online courses. I now have three online courses um, with over 100 students in them, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And that is what I'm focusing on right now. And this is kind of how my business became what it is today in a nutshell. That's amazing. I want to congrats, like congratulations on not only creating the online courses, but being able to create a community because I think that's what a lot of people kind of forget when they're first in business whether like you even know it or not like the reason why so many people I think flock to you one you're you're a hundred percent vulnerable and real all the time which I love but also you really give space for people to come in and actually kind of peel back the layers on themselves as well and I think that's why it really helps for people who are like you said once you really know who you're trying to talk to and what they need to hear what they're going through it makes life so much easier and you grow so much faster from it 
I totally agree. And I think people just want to be heard. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just want to be heard. So I think when it comes to building a community, it's so important to not just talk about yourself and your wins, but actually share what you struggle with, what you're currently struggling with, and then invite people into your space, invite them to maybe share something of their own and um, communicate back and forth and you know, basically encourage them to keep going on their journey. So I actually, this is my favorite part of everything is just the community. Even, you know, it's not really, of course, I want to make a living with it, but Mm -hmm. I'm not planning on scaling a crazy eight figure business out of it. It's mostly (laughs) about, you know, the connection with people and truly helping them, but also being able to make a living, if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. And I think that a lot of the more successful people nowadays, they focus less on income and more on impact. You know, Mm -hmm. I I love that. Yeah, I think that what happens is so often, there's people who go into it, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna make money right now, which obviously you can, there's certain things like freelancing and so forth. But if you really want to create your business on your own terms, it might mean, okay, you know, what does this look like for me? And being okay with however slow, fast, whatever pace that is that Mm -hmm. it comes out to be. Yeah, it's really difficult, actually, for me. I'm really impatient um, to <laughs> to just take things slow and think macro, which mm-hmm. is what I'm working really hard on these days is to just think long term. But remembering mantras like yours, like what you just said about impact versus income mm-hmm. is super helpful. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think what happens super often too is like when you first start your business, which I think we all fall into, even I'll do all dive in that space here and there is they forget that there's two types of kind of marketing, but also just like goal setting is the short term and long term. Mm -hmm. And too many people focus on the short term, which I understand if you need to pay your bills, I get it. But (laughs) the problem is your short term will run out fast. So if you don't start planning for your long term, it'll be very hard to scale it within a year, two year, three years from now. I agree. And also, I think it's really easy to get discouraged when you Mm -hmm. think short term, at least for me, I find that every time I get hung up on say, you know, maybe my course launch didn't go well, or maybe, you know, even more short term, my Instagram post flopped or something Mm -hmm. like that, right? If you, if you don't think long term, if you don't remember why you do what you do, and where you want to get to, you know, five, 10 years down the road, it's just so easy to throw in the towel, at least for me, and maybe it's a personality thing. I'm, I'm very much a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. but it's something I'm working really hard on. Well, yeah. And the really funny thing to me is when I was listening to your story, I heard the two parts of, you know, you went to school for teaching and you went to school for fashion. And although it doesn't sound like you're using it in your business, you actually are because the teaching obviously for educating, but fashion, your aesthetics and the way that you like pose and position, you probably learn bits and pieces from that, from the fashion aspect as well. That's true. And I mean, yes, I I actually always forget about the fact that I am technically a teacher now. It's just not the traditional (laughs) way of being Mm -hmm. one. Um, But what I learned most about in fashion school, I think, is when it it comes to marketing and online business is the branding part. So Mm -hmm. you're totally right. So having kind of an aesthetic feel of what looks pleasing to the eye. And what I learned as well was writing. So I've Mm -hmm. always loved writing, but, um, you know, I took 
a bunch of writing classes in university, which helped me a lot in getting my message across. I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, I always invest into further resources mm -hmm. and, and courses and things like that, because I think there's always room for more. But yeah, no, you're right. I totally, totally help now. I just have to kind of dig a little deeper to, to pull these things out. But you're totally right. Yeah. And I, I love that part too, because when I first started my business, I was a like brand new website designer so I felt similarly to you where which still pops up here and there is like the perfectionism standpoint is mm -hmm. so like oh my it, gosh it's everywhere because you know we're we see ads or we see commercials all the time and it's you know the production value and the crew of people who help them and then we want to try and you know replicate mm -hmm. that in each post in each caption in each website whatever that is and it can kind of make us go insane sometimes <laughs> oh totally it's so hard not to compare ourselves um mm -hmm. in all kinds of aspects but yeah and the other thing too i know you know we talked a little bit beforehand uh, about one of the biggest lessons that i learned and it was definitely to not try to do everything at once mm -hmm. especially when you're just starting out so to not you know see somebody's perfectly curated instagram feed or writing skills or courses that have maybe been doing it for eight years and you think to yourself oh my gosh i need to do it just like this person but i need to have it done tomorrow and you only just started out so that's that's something i struggle with a lot still the comparison trap and trying to just always be better instead of just you know sometimes just slowing down and celebrating what we've already accomplished. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really great to hit on is that so much of our business, especially for like online educators and online entrepreneurs, is the social media aspect, which breeds comparison. Like it's so hard mm -hmm. not to. I wonder, you know, what's been your journey with trying to kind of move and like shift your mindset over that because it's so common. I think everyone can raise their hand and say that they've fallen into that trap so often. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not perfect at it by any means. I have days where I go down the comparison rabbit hole mm -hmm. and I have to just be very, very conscious and aware of it to actually catch myself and pull myself out of the situation. But um, a few things definitely helped me along the way. So always remembering that I'm staying in my own lane is something that I remind myself of every single day. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I, for example, follow people on Instagram that I look up to, and I find myself comparing myself to them and feeling less than or, you know, feeling unworthy because of it, I just pull myself out of the situation and tell myself, no, you know, I can, you know, watch others and celebrate their successes. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. I'm celebrating them, I'm supporting them, but I'm also staying in my own own lane I'm kind of creating my own path moving forward so that's really helpful another thing that's helpful is to really zoom in on who I'm talking to and who I'm serving instead mm -hmm. of comparing myself to what other people are doing so focusing on the people that I'm serving allows me to first of all stay in my own lane like I said mm -hmm. and to show up for them to not show up in order to get praise or in order to be better than somebody else because that's just my ego talking. So kind of calling out my ego, I guess, is a great way for me to stop the comparison and to make sure that I move forward and that I don't keep myself from actually doing what I want to do by, you know, letting those toxic thoughts come in, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I love that so much. And I think that that's a really good line is finding the the boundary between, you know, looking at other people's um, feeds and so forth and seeing inspiration versus consumption. Mm -hmm. 
Because yes. I think once you hit that part of like, you know, inspiring, you watch a couple of stories, you maybe get an idea or like whatever that is, but then five, 10 minutes and you're like, oh my gosh, now I want to watch all the TV. <laughs> like it's, it's so easy to have that switch. We really have to be aware when we're on social media now. Oh, totally. And another thing that just popped into my mind too, now that you said, you know, looking to others for inspiration is that what I usually do is I create first things. So I create Mm. before I consume content. And that has really helped me to compare myself less and to also feel, feel like a fraud maybe for, you know, doing something similar than somebody else does things like that. So first thing in the morning, I never actually turn on social media until I get my most important content out and my most important work done. And then I can go ahead and consume content and then get inspired for maybe what I something I want to create on another day. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. That's actually a practice that I've recently been adopting more and more is the uh, game changer. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, it really has. I mean, one of the things that I've been doing a lot more, I think I spoke about this on a Facebook Live earlier this week was asking myself these two questions during a journal time in the morning, which is, you know, what do I need to do right now to attract my ideal client? And mm. what does my ideal client need to hear right now? Mm, love that. And I think for me, like doing that and even taking 10 minutes just to like free write it out, have gotten, you know, the most, you know, beautiful messages about, you know, I needed this, thank you so much and so forth. Because like you said, I, I took time to just be in my own space before you actually go on to social media. Oh, that's so powerful. I love the way you worded that, mm-hmm. writing it down, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. I'm I'm a pen and paper girl when it comes to like actually mm-hmm. writing. I I love, you know, I love the simplicity and like flexibility of the computer. But if I really want to write some like good content or like some just like good stuff, it usually comes from my journal. It doesn't usually come mm-hmm. from like the computer. I love that. Old school, but so awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes for me having to buy a lot of journals <laughs> a lot of the time. But the good thing is, I love buying new journals. I think all girls do partially. Like, uh huh. It's hard not to, but yeah, that's been a huge, huge game changer for sure. Hmm. Love that tip, and I love journals too. I have like three full ones here, and I like going back sometimes and reading what I wrote like six months ago. Mm. It's really fun to do. Yeah, I love that too. I keep all of mine, at least I have for the last couple of years, because one, all I think I have a lot of notes from different courses and so forth. But also, like you said, it's really fun to go back when. Uh, I think the most recent journal I had was from like March of this year, and still so much has changed just from that. Mm. I hope I'm on the right eight months, seven months, six months. I honestly don't know time wise. Um, But you know, it's just amazing to see the transformation because I think something that I've noticed a lot more so, which you're really great about doing is helping people see the true transformation and like what it takes for the journey versus the outcome. Like Mm -hmm. I see this happen so, so often in health is that everyone wants to talk about the outcome like they made uh, like the even the news will say like this guy lost 100 pounds but they won't show him before that just eating a salad for six months straight Mm -hmm. because no one wants to watch that they want to watch the easy before and after 
Oh, yeah. And they also don't show all the mental health Mm -hmm. and the process mentally that must have been going on in that person's life. And I can relate to that a lot. I never lost 100 pounds, but definitely lost a lot of weight before, which Mm -hmm. I've now put back on during my recovery. But, you know, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to just start sharing this with people because and this is totally going off on a tangent here, but Mm -hmm. all these comparison photos of people that lost weight that we see online we never get the full story. We never get the full scoop on what's actually going on in their lives and what they had to do to get there and what they have to do to maintain, you know, how they got there. So that's one of the reasons I just am so honest about what's actually going on behind the scenes of somebody that has achieved that quote unquote perfect body. Yeah, no, I think that's so, it's so needed nowadays. And I I don't use that word often because I think that um, need can be different for everyone. But I I really do believe that without having that kind of like veil pulled back, it's so hard for people not to be hard on themselves. Like, you know, if you see someone who's showing those like eight pack abs or, (laughs) you know, they just, they probably just had a really big poop and they're probably just like showing it then. Cause I know a lot of you girls out there who are working out well, you take it right after. Uh, But it's true. It's so, it's so easy to see that and say like, Oh wow. Hashtag body goals or whatever, you know, the new hashtag is. And it's, it's not, you know, people forget everyone has different bodies, different frames, like I'm never going to be a size zero. And I'm cool with that. And I really wish more people would take time to see, you know, what do you actually want? You know, do you just want to be healthier? Are you doing this for vanity, which is, Mm -hmm. it's not bad, but it's more just like, you have to really think about that. Because health, as you know, like, affects every aspect of your life. Oh, absolutely. And there's so many things that came to mind when I heard you speak, Um, loved everything you said. (laughs) And I think it also comes back to that comparison that we talked about earlier, right? Mm -hmm. If you just consume these perfectly curated pictures or the before and afters, and you don't know the whole story, it's so easy to compare and get down on yourself. And the other thing that came to mind is, yes, like, you have to figure out your why. Like, why do you want to look like this? Is it because you want to be healthy? Well, then it's about finding out what healthy means for you and what your body looks like when it's healthy, because that is different for everyone. And most people aren't supposed to be extremely lean with eight pack abs, Mm -hmm. right? So yeah, it's it's really important to figure out your why if you are finding yourself comparing your body to the body of other people that you see online. Yeah, and this even kind of dives into more like entrepreneurship stuff too, because I I went to a conference I think in March uh, for marketing, and I actually talked to Jenna Kutcher, who's like a very oh cool yeah she's her. yeah she's awesome. But I asked her because you know her feed is always like it's on point, and I asked her like hey you know so I noticed you're doing this for your feed like are you know how do you do that how do you keep going and she's like the reason why my photos are so good is because I'm a photographer and I was like oh you're so right like you like I know that sounds like it's one of those things where you kind of had to hear it and she's like I don't expect anyone else to do you know the photos that I do she's also she's like you know I'm a perfectionist like I'm gonna try and make it look as best possible she she also shoots usually I think like a couple months in advance or a month in advance Mm -hmm. and it's those things where we don't see that we just see the like you know the outcome the after effect that we forget that oh right you know this person that's her livelihood she should have good photos if she is a photographer like these things we just forget 
Yes, absolutely. And also, like, speaking of people like Jenna Kutcher or Gary Vee mm-hmm. or Rachel Hollis, right? Like, those people that we just think did it overnight, yeah. they have been working at it for years. Like, Gary Vee has been around for, like, 15 years in mm-hmm. the online world, but only in the last year had actually gotten traction in his business. So now everyone just thinks he did it overnight, right? So it's so important to see the full picture and to just have realistic expectations, to dream big. But also, you know, remember that the people we aspire to be like, they've been at it for years. Yes. And I really love that part, too, because Gary Vee does a pretty good job, like reminding the audience here and there, like, you know, he's been doing this for 10 plus years or, you know, but I think a lot of the times, um, like, like you said, people forget they see the tip of the iceberg, but they don't see like everything underneath. (laughs) And, you know, if we don't, and that's kind of why, you know, comparison, it can get really harmful sometimes because you, if you're looking at a pretty feed or, you know, a beautiful website, you don't might, you might not know like what went into that. Like for me, for my website, you know, one thing I was a website designer, so I should be good at it. But two, it took me three days and I got barely any sleep for it. Looks great. But, mm. you know, I don't recommend that to people. However, when they see it, they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. I want to do it just like you. I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't do it. You don't need that. And I think that's just something that it's really good to talk about more and more because I think the more awareness we put around it, the easier it is to just try and keep being aware. Like one thing I'm, I've put into effect recently has been like limiting my time on social media, even though I want to, you know, connect and be with people so much. It's more so like, I have to save my own sanity so I can continue mm-hmm. going through the day. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where you have to balance that. And I wonder for you as well, since you, you know, a majority of your time is online, how do you balance that with, you know, having your husband and just having a, a life outside of that? It can get pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And I want to be honest, because, you know, for maybe any one of your listeners that is just starting out, and it's really, really easy to get frustrated and overwhelmed at Mm -hmm. the start. But yeah, it's been a learning curve for sure. I mean, my husband and I have had conversations before (laughs) about me, you know, being in my pajamas, working in bed for five days in a row and not actually leaving the house, like, to, you know, finish up a course or project or something where he was just genuinely worried about me (laughs) and wondered if I was doing okay. Like he wasn't, you know, putting me down about it or anything like that. But I get it. I mean, I was just a walking zombie, Mm -hmm. you know, more or less for weeks at a time before I put out my online courses. So it's, it's a lot of trial and error. So I would say balance is setting some boundaries for yourself. So for me, this was, for example, the option on Instagram where you can set a timer. So you get a notification. So my timer is set to 90 minutes every day. And that's my non-negotiable. Like I will not spend more time than that on Instagram, Mm -hmm. no matter, you know, how many messages I still have to respond to or whatever it is I need to do. Once that timer goes off, I'm out, Mm -hmm. which helps a ton because I could literally spend all day on Instagram. It's just, you know, it sucks you in and you have to set that boundary there. Another boundary is that I try to take one day out of the week. Usually it's Sundays where I just don't work. So sometimes, 
Sometimes this isn't possible depending on what I have going on. Sometimes I need to work on Sundays too. And, you know, I love working on all of this stuff, so it doesn't bother me, but I just still want to make sure that I get to spend time with my family as well. So Sundays I usually take off, which then, you know, Mondays I'm all like 100% in, super motivated and recharged. So that helps too. So taking breaks and not being afraid to slow down and take breaks um, because that will actually help you get more inspired the next day and be more productive and actually get a lot more things done and off your plate. Um, Yeah. I love that. And you know, I like, I, I believe in all of that too. I think that um, that's why I love asking it because everyone has, you know, their own journey with it. And I don't think anyone has um, like a set schedule that'll always be good at all the times. I think we, we go through seasons, like there's certain seasons where maybe the Monday through Friday really works for us. And there's other times where, like you said, we have to dip into Saturday and Sunday time if we need to, if there's a launch coming up and just being aware of that. And I think, like you said, knowing your why really helps you to navigate what feels right to you. What do you need to do today? What do you have to do today? What would you like to do? And just kind of really checking in. I think people need to be one of the biggest things I think that social media does, which again, social media is fantastic. I want to make sure we also like mention that. (laughs) But I think what can happen is when we get into that comparison trap, we kind of separate ourselves from our body, like from our like that instinct and intuition. And it can really affect, you know, our decisions throughout the day, how we're feeling, we can kind of go a little bit numb. Um, And I think that those breaks are so needed, because it helps bring you back to yourself and those around you. Totally. It's the mental health aspect that comes in, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same with just getting overwhelmed in general. I find that nowadays I I know when I'm feeling burnt out, like I know what it feels like before I get to that burnt out state. So mm-hmm. I start getting really anxious. It was actually just yesterday that I felt that way. It was around 2 p.m. I had worked since 5 a.m. in the morning and I was like, oh my God, I need to get all these things done. And, you know, my mind just started spinning and that's when I had to just stop myself, pull myself out of the situation and say, no, you know, I got my most urgent stuff done. I'm going to take the rest of the afternoon off because, you know, I need to keep my energy going for tomorrow. So, um, you know, I guess making time for self-care comes in whatever that means for you so for me it's you know taking some time to go for a walk with my dog or Mm -hmm. doing a journaling exercise or just simply sitting on the couch and staring at the wall for a few minutes (laughs) like just finding out what works for you really helps too yeah no I fully agree with that and again like that experimentation the trial and error is so Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. um I want people to know you know if you love journaling continue if you don't then that's not for you like you know totally People just need to remember that although what works for us doesn't always have to work for you. I, I've been mentioning this so much throughout this week <laughs> that it's been getting kind of redundant, but I feel like I have to say it because it needs to stick for people. I think uh, one of the posts that I did today actually was like, you are so unique and your vision and message is so bright and powerful. Why are you trying to do everyone else's model? Oh, I love that. You so know? powerful. It's just like, it's one of those things where... It's when you're first in business or even in a couple of years, we look outward when sometimes you just, to be honest, the looking inward is so important mm-hmm. and I love it. I wonder for you too, you know, when you first started, what would be something you'd tell yourself if you were to go back there? 
So a couple of things. Number mm-hmm. one is to try not to do everything all at once, mm-hmm. which is exactly what I did. So yeah. I wanted to, you know, get my website up and grow my Instagram and, you know, do this and do that. And it just it doesn't work. And I've only recently tapped into that because even for the past year, even since I started with the online courses and stuff, I wanted to do it all at once. I wanted to, you know, create, grow my email list, create sales sequences, do the course, do webinars, do this, do that. And then, oh, there's, you know, Pinterest. So I want to grow my Pinterest. So it's like, it's, it's a lot to do if it's a one person show, which I am like, I have a couple people that help me here and there, but I don't have employees and I don't plan on hiring anyone. So, you know, I sat myself down and I need to do, needed to figure out how I can actually set goals for myself that I can accomplish and also understand that I don't need to do everything right now. Mm-hmm. So what I actually ended up doing is, um, I pulled out another journal, Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I use this journal to set 90 day goals. So I would set one goal for every 90 days. And you know, this is the only big project that I'll be working on and everything else will have to be put on the back burner for a while. So that's something I would have told myself for sure is to just pick one thing that is important to you that is that you're passionate about that brings you joy and focus on that for the next 90 days and leave everything else for afterwards. And the other thing I would tell myself is about the mindset. So to just stop giving a crap about what other people think of you. And I know this is so cliche and so cheesy, but you know, my entire life always revolved around pleasing other people, my family included. So like I mentioned earlier, they still don't really understand what I do. And it used to bother me a lot. You know, I try and explain myself and defend myself. And I'd always feel so drained every time I talk to them. And by the way, I love my family They're, You know, my parents are amazing. But they just, you know, they grew up differently, right? Mm -hmm. So that's fine. But I just had to, I guess, understand where I put my energy into and that I shouldn't allow other people to take my power away or to, you know, take my energy away or to suck it out of me, if that makes sense. So yeah, so number one, one goal for every 90 days. Number two, um, mindset practices and stop giving a shit. Sorry about what other people think. I don't know if I'm allowed to cut on here. You You're totally fine. <laughs> okay. No, but I think it's, it's something that we like people again people hear it but they don't actually internalize it or like integrate it into their life so I honestly believe that the more that we talk about it the more it'll hopefully stick because I know for a lot of us including myself I can be a little stubborn headed when it comes to the things that you know you you hear but you don't allow and it takes usually a few times for it to actually stick and realize and sometimes honestly a couple like events to happen in your life to really be just like hey you know I it's time for me to actually put this into action versus just having it as an Instagram quote or whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. And I'm so guilty of this. I oh, mean, we all are. <laughs> right? It's like, oh yeah, you know, don't give a crap about what other people think, but how do you actually take action on that? So yeah. for me, you know, the comparison thing, which we've already talked about was so important in that. And I think the more you stop comparing yourself, the more you stop you know, giving your power away to other people's opinions. And uh, we already talked about Gary Vee, but he has some awesome videos on that as well that Mm -hmm. I totally recommend watching if anyone's feeling in a rut today. 
Oh, yeah. If you guys are feeling stuck, watch Gary Vee. It'll take you out real quick. (laughs) Well, I I love so much of like what we've been talking about, too. And I really want to help the audience to know, you know, what are you currently working on? Is there anything new or something that's coming up soon to give the listeners a little bit of a taste and what they can look out for for you? Mm, Yeah. So I actually just launched my very own podcast. It launched last this. Yes. This Tuesday. So this week it launched and I'm super excited about it. I've been working on this for a while and, you know, my perfectionist mindset kind of had me push it back a few Mm -hmm. times. And eventually I just said, you know what? No, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to launch it. I have a lot of pre-recorded interviews. I'm going to just try and edit it as best I can and just put it out into the world, which I'm so happy I did. So this is my current passion project is podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm also planning on relaunching my bigger course called own your body here in the new year so I'll be tweaking it around and it'll be so it's a course on all things self-love healing your body image and making peace with food and your body but also a lot about mindset and mental health so it's kind of a very well-rounded approach to health if that makes sense so it's a six-week course and really excited to relaunch it yeah, well, first off, congrats on the podcast. We're going to put that Thank in the show you. notes below, too, because I want everyone to listen to it. I think Aww. it's going to be amazing. But I really believe for anyone out there who is finally kind of done with diet culture, then (laughs) it's time to take a step for yourself. And I just want to say again, thank you so much, Rini, for coming on the podcast. It's been fantastic having you on here. And I think the listeners will find, I mean, there's so many nuggets in here of like gold, but I really (laughs) wanted to say thank you for being here. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. It was lovely to meet you. I'm so glad we follow each other on Instagram too. <laughs> I too. Again, I told you social media has it has its perks for, a cer- for sure. Oh, totally. Right. So but happy. Again, guys, if you need anything from her, um, all of her links will be down below and she's at Instagram at own it, babe. And then own it, babe.ca is her website. And if you have any questions, let her know or me and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.